Welcome back to the ATG podcast. ATG update. Keegan and I, we haven't spoken in what, six, eight weeks? It's been a while, yeah. It's probably the longest longest time in quite a while. Yeah. For those who don't know, I run ATG and Keegan runs ATG for coaches. So how's it going? Where where are you at? What's up? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm in Montenegro. We we moved uh, moved house, I think, since we last spoke. So uh, just uh, crossed the border from Italy, maybe is where people know it, halfway between wow. Greece and Austria. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, what about you? I'm here taking a walk uh, along the water in Florida. Um, so we've just kind of been back and forth, Florida, LA. I'm not, I'm not sure where, we're, where we'll stay or when we'll go. I like... I much prefer living in Florida, but there's no doubt there's um, advantages business-wise to being in LA. Yeah, it's a good time to be flexible, I think, if you can. Yeah, it's it's a wild wild time in the world right now. So, ATG updates, seems like a lot has happened since we spoke. We did that ATG seminar. Um, what are travel restrictions like? Because I want to have the next one. I want to host one here in Florida in April. Um, what do you think the odds are if you get into that? Uh, it's a good, it's a good one to bet on. I, I think the chances are pretty good. I think you got to hope for the best in the, you know, the way things are, um, in the world at the moment, there's no point. You can really get wrapped up in the downside, but the upside is still super strong. So, you know, I, I'm planning yeah. on being over there for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, the, the ATG seminar was amazing. I mean, it's the coolest, um, I mean, it's the best, you know, professionally speaking, you know, outside of family is the best weekend of my life without question, getting to meet so many ATG coaches. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, that was a knees over toes seminar and over 30 ATG coaches showed up to help coach everyone who came to this event with Mark Bell. And, um, and you got to do a podcast with Mark Bell recently. Um, you know, <laughs> he's a, a big power lifter guy, you know, I would have had no idea, you know, just um, without getting to know the guy, what a gem he is. Yeah, I could see how proud he was to uh, the part, the part that he knows he's played in the, you know, the ATG and the knees over toes guy journey. Like, I think it was a big, big move when he, you know, had it on the podcast. But then there was just so much follow up from that, and I think him realizing that it's not necessarily just about what he does and the slingshot, like he's having so much impact beyond that. And you could see even with the coaches that went to that seminar, you know, they were buzzing about meeting you and about the experience of being in the same room as you. They were also buzzing about, you know, the, the things that Mark Bell, like a bunch of guys said, Mark Bell said this, you know, he told me that, you know, I got to go for a walk with him. Like yep. it was, um, yeah, that stuff is Mark huge. Mark was taking walks at four thirty in the morning with people <laughs> that he'd never met before giving them <laughs> incredible advice. That's, you know, <clears throat> modern world makes it hard to be a, a perfect person but it says a lot about people when you're with them behind closed doors when no one's going to find out about it and when you have no direct you know benefit from doing it and mark is one of those guys that he just has that he just has that drive within him you know to help people i remember um i remember when you came and visited atg i would look over and randomly you'd be helping some guy with like you know, with a workout, you know, blowing his mind that there's no incentive to do so. You know what I mean? You're probably in the middle of your own training, whatever. So 
I, I think that's something we can all do is just in the moment, you know, regardless of what's happened in the past, we can still try to be better versions of ourselves. And I, I feel like Mark is always trying to do that. You know what I mean? I feel like today, I feel like tomorrow, I feel like tomorrow, today he's going to try to be an even better version of himself. Um, he's, he's a pretty unbelievable guy. He's always doing a challenge as well, you know. I think that's that's something that I've been latching onto a bit lately, but I see you have as well. Like, yeah, you, you were doing – do you remember how you got onto the entertainment challenge? Like the, the idea of like oh, wow. no entertainment. I've never heard of anyone really doing a band like that. Well, I'm still going strong. Um, no cheat meals this year and no – This is round two. No entertainment of any kind, which I think is the bigger one. But ultimately the idea was to – you know, remove gratifications that aren't created by myself so that I can try to have a really creative year. So haven't watched a sports game, haven't watched a TV show, a movie, Netflix, nothing, no entertainment of any kind all year long. And it's been my luckiest year ever. You know what I mean? I started the year with like 100,000 followers and have like 800,000 on Instagram now. But you get what you put your energy on. So basically I'm removing all the energies that I'm putting outward and instead, you know, people always ask me, wow, how'd you learn about, you know, Kadur Ziani? How'd you learn about George Hackenschmidt, these various things? It's like, this is what I have my energy on. You know, I have my energy on becoming the best trainer I can be, getting even better. And having the reason I did it this year, though, was because you, you know me as like, um, you know, I work too much and I work all the time and I seven days a week and holidays. And so now this is my first year having a kid. You see what I mean? So having a kid, I don't, I want to be with him. I want to be a great dad too. So it's like, I knew I had to go above and beyond in order to still spend the time with him and then still be good at my job. So that was why I did it at the start of the year. It's like, well, how am I going to get ahead in business this year? If I also have a kid now, okay, cut out, you know, every possible distraction. So, and it's, I don't know, it, it changes you mentally. Like, Honestly, I can't see myself going back to entertainment. I can't see it. What about basketball? Like you, you must have watched so many basketball games in your life. Yeah, but you hit a certain point where you understand a subject so well that you really only have to do it at that point. You know what I mean? You don't have to watch it anymore. And if I want to learn a new technique or something, I can just go straight to YouTube and find Michael Jordan highlights and put it into 25% speed. So I still think the best skill coach in the world is going to be yourself watching an elite world-class player who's doing something that you want to be able to do, watching it at 25% speed until you can duplicate it. Now, the second best coach in the world would be a coach who can then help you do that, you know, but the best coach in the world is still, I think, going to be yourself because I see so many mistakes in coaching technique where people are actually taught incorrect things. And they would become so much better athletes if they actually just watched what they wanted to be able to do, but at a speed that they can see what's really occurring. Um, so, you know, so if I, if I need to, I can dive into that, but I've been able, I haven't played, I didn't play basketball until I came back to Florida a few weeks ago. And now I've played each week that I've been here and you know, you, you just don't, you just don't lose anything. And when you're doing ATG training, you honestly, you just get better at your sport because you can hold different positions. You have more stamina, you have more bounce, more speed. So it's like, it's just as fun as ever as if I, you know, didn't miss a beat. So your shooting is like similar. You, you, you don't notice difference. 
it feels exactly the same. But I think it's, um, you know, I, I think it's not much different than, you know, playing the piano. Probably if you did it long enough, you could probably get the skill back very quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're re- removing all gratification. So then you look for yeah. the, the fun of life. The entertainment is, it has to be, it has to come from yourself. And like we, we innately want that. So exactly. if we take the other stuff out, then we're just going to work hard for it. Exactly. Family, knowledge, friendships, straight up creativity. I mean, what people don't realize about this year is that they're not even seeing that, like the things that I've created that don't exist yet. Like the, I have a basketball shoe that is basically going to have half the cushion of a normal basketball shoe and it's going to have a wider toe box. And I mean, I was just having a meeting on this shoe yesterday and we have a whole step-by-step plan to getting it launched. So it's like the, the amount of creative things I've been able to look at, at problems because every basketball shoe has this giant heel, which started with the Nike air. It didn't used to be a thing. It was like a marketing thing, Nike air. All that does, cause you don't jump off your heel. You don't run on your heels. All it does is it increases the severity of your ankle sprain when you land on someone else's shoe who's also wearing that, that air cushion. So even the non-Nike Airs, they all have this giant heel. You don't need that giant heel, but you do need some cushion there. And I think that the barefoot shoes, like I'm walking around in barefoot shoes now. I've been playing in barefoot shoes, but they're not quite right for modern life. Like you have concrete everywhere. And so if we want a natural shoe, it does have to have some cushion but just not an excess big cushion and it does have to have a wide toe box so we're making a a shoe that anyone could wear that's really designed just like for for modern life but it takes out um but it's still trying to look cool like a sneaker you know like how like a like sneaker is like a big deal basketball sneaker and this and that so it's is it like halfway between a sneaker (laughs) yeah 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 it's a sneaker that's gonna look cool but it's uncivilized it didn't it didn't make those those mistakes which were just for marketing but jammed our foot i mean which foot is gonna you know do better the one being jammed up in it i look at basketball players and i often see their foot is actually jutting out ripping open the shoe because the shoe is designed too narrow for the foot and you probably know even more about that subject than i do but i just know that i felt so much better spending this year i've been wearing barefoot shoes the whole year but it's not quite it's not the barefoot shoes are not quite designed for real life and they look kind of dorky. So we're trying to make an actual sneaker that, that looks cool, but that is, doesn't have those mistakes, but you see my point, honestly, there's no chance. There's no chance I would have come up with that if I was still watching a couple episodes of Seinfeld at night. So I know it seems harmless, but it's just like, how big do you want to go in life? What kind of problems do you want to solve? Um, I I'm also in the works on a protein bar where people will buy a box and it'll give a bar and the bar, will be able to go and, and, you know, solve hunger issues in places. That's probably my, my biggest thing that I want to accomplish in my life because there is bigger issues than these. And you see how people get into debates on fitness and that's just not my thing. Like anything I achieve in fitness, I want to use to just have more opportunity to help people with bigger problems. So what about you? Cause I know you've been looking at also at, at problems beyond fitness what are you up to? I mean, you're always up to creative things. 
Yeah, I've been, uh, I mean, moving is a big endeavor in itself and that takes a, a bunch of energy and that's been fun, you know, new language, new new uh, wow. possibilities for, for everything here. I moved house a bunch of times and all that is an adventure. But um, yeah, I started the Uncommon Success um, Education as well, which is trying to give anyone an on-ramp into this style of living that we have, you know, where we're just achievement oriented, whether you want to be a coach or an athlete, or, you know, you, you feel a bit stuck in a nine to five or something, and you just haven't got that buzz around you. I, yeah. I want that for more people. You know, I, I've seen it with coaches that they come in and they come to our events, like what you've seen there in Sacramento and it's, it's life-changing. They just get that vibe. And then the details and the knowledge, like, they're going to seek it out and they're going to, you know, they're going to get to all that, but there's something underpinning all that, that I, I feel like is the essence of like why people are drawn to, to you or to Joe Rogan or to, to uh, Mark, Mark Bell, you know, there's that underpinning thing of like just being that, that achievement person who can make a call of, yeah, I'm going to do carnival for, for 30 days or I'm going to go sober October and they get it done where a large portion of society doesn't have that thing at the moment. And I think that is, you know, maybe the, the biggest thing. And then once you have that, then, you know, you can open up, you know, people would love to have other incomes or other travel experiences or, you know, those things. And I'm trying to get to the essence of like how, how we can get started in that, like, which I guess why I'm asking you those questions about the entertainment as well. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think between you and I attacking at it from different angles, because I also think, so for me as a business owner, one of the big things I've realized is that you know, you, you go buy a fast food joint or this or that, and you see that most people in society have jobs. They, they don't have a career that can give them that kind of freedom to do what they, you know, to, to live life to the fullest. And yeah. it's really, it's really up to the business owner. Are you, you know, are you creating a job or are you creating a career? So for both ATG and ATG for coaches, I can tell you that's like, you know, and, and you know, I've already been working on this for some time and, and doing really well with ATG, but I, I think, I think by this time next year, I think everyone working for ATG and ATG for coaches will have a career and, you know, and I mean, in our case, it happens to be pretty cool that we're online. And so people love that freedom. I see my guys traveling, getting to train in different places and still be working. But even if you, even if, even if someone does have an in-person business, I think you can still, you know, construct it as if like, you know, what, what would I want to be if I was working for that company, you know? And then I think you're going to get such incredible work from each person that it'll create a more stable long-term business. So, yeah, I think between, I think between you and I, you know, we really have to, it's really the same goal there. You know, um, I can't wait to see what you come up with. And I mean, maybe next week you can up, you can be updating us on some of these, these like principles of success. You know what I mean? Um, yep we already put out so much workout data. I feel like with the podcast, you know, a lot of people are listening to podcasts while they're already doing a workout, you know, so we could probably talk about something a little, a little deeper. And we have so much fun stuff going on in ATG. Um, I'm, I'm loving this uh, ATG volume training program, which is ridiculously simple. And, and like every program I've done, it has the same common denominators. I want to do it. I live the program. I have a real need for doing it. People are often asking me like how to make online programs and stuff. And it's like, well, in this one, you know, I'm traveling around and stuff. When you go to gyms, you know, you might not be able to do six, seven exercises the way you want to do them. 
but you could sure as heck do two exercises. You know what I mean? And then what I see online is when there's six, seven exercises, people are very reluctant to want to send in form videos. Yet, as you know, you don't walk into gyms and see people doing these exercises with perfect form. And that has everything to do with the long-term result. So that was the concept is that number one, I think the most important tool, just as Charles Poliquin thought it was, is the sled. And I think it's the big, I think the biggest difference between the results that I got at my gym and the results that someone might get trying to quote unquote do ATG anywhere around the world is not doing sled before every single session. That's just how ATG was. I mean, you remember what was the biggest difference? Um, and, and you can be honest, but I mean, I've heard you <laughs> talk about this before. When you came and visited ATG, of any of our weight room numbers or this or that, like what was the biggest difference between what you saw online versus in person? I, I was I was so embarrassed on those sleds, man. I was just like that was a shock to the system. I was like these, you know, we we our numbers on other stuff were like relatively similar at, at that stage, except for maybe the the Nordics. You're a million miles ahead, and maybe I had you on one or two upper body exercises by a fraction. But the sleds, I felt like I was, you know, like what what is wrong with this? Like where is you know, <laughs> am I in the slow lane? Like have they pranked me? Like what is going on? I'm so far behind on the sleds, and I'm like, well that. That must be it you know like there's there's a big gap in athleticism between your jumping and my jumping and there was a massive gap on the sleds and i could see that with all your guys like they weren't some of the guys were much behind you on the lifting as well but they were similar or ahead on the on the sleds you know connor and and some of those guys yeah. and then they're just flying on the dunks and i'm like oh okay yeah, connor, connor still has the i couldn't i couldn't beat connor on the sled but yeah. i could probably you know so it's the sled is the trick for athleticism amazing <laughs> now, everything else that everything else that comes in can be life-changing as well but i feel like it has to be built on the foundation of the sled it turns your feet your patellar tendons your achilles it turns these things into slingshots and it heals you from everything else that you're doing it has you an incredible you know incredible stamina so there's so many benefits from that one thing that i'm also going to be spending the next year just trying to popularize the sled so like i'm on this program i'm doing i'm doing sled six days a week so if I travel anywhere, all I have to do is find a gym with the sled because it's only two exercises after that. And it's specifically two exercises to try to correct modern human deficiencies. And you get to do anywhere from three to 10 sets. So I also created this program because my mom wants to be like training and stuff, but she doesn't have that much time and she doesn't want to do a bunch of exercises. So she's loving this program because she has to go in and do what the favorite exercise of older people is the freaking sled, you know? And I even think it's, I even think that solves the exercise equation of obesity because if you're if you're bigger, yep. you clean your weight and it's actually easier to move the sled. And now yep. as you lose the weight, rather than pounding down on your joints, you actually build up your joints. So that's like a huge – it solves these problems that people get into when they're trying to, you know. Yeah, go ahead. It's the best glycogen burner as well. It's it's one of the best fat loss tools. You know, you you will see the best body composition coaches relying on because of the, the lactic contribution. You, you know, you're burning all the muscle glycogen that gets you into the fat stores. Like it, it is the best obesity cure, you know, by far from from what I can see. Like it's so accessible, but then so impactful. So much time on attention, so much fuel used. Um, yeah, it's powerful, powerful tool. Yeah, and I also remember one tidbit from. Charles Poliquin when he was talking about the sled being the best tool for the glutes and at the time I didn't understand it but coming back here at Derek's gym Mr. Infinity where his gym is half sled turf half everything else I think that's I think that the gym to solve the most problems in our health needs to be gyms where half the gym is sled turf 
and half the gym is everything else. So now I've been hitting the sled every day. And when I went and played basketball the second time, same thing, same factors, everything. The next day, my glutes were so sore, right? And I've been trying to solve how, why, like, why were my glutes so much more active? And I felt lighter on my feet. And I think it's because you spend all that time working through your feet. So then when you're, when you're running and playing and stuff, you're actually using your glutes more. I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Like some people have talked about this, like that the foot is the secret to the glute, blah, blah, blah. But however it is, the, the forward sled driving with like correct form is, is amazing for the glutes. So it's like your whole family can do it regardless of the goals. And then it sets you up. Okay. My mom then on Monday did three sets of body weight, heels elevated squats paired with three sets of seated calf raises on the slam board with seven and a half kilos per thigh. So it's very gentle. And she was super stoked for that workout. I did 10 sets of 10 squats, rock bottom with 10 sets of 10 seated calf raises with pause at top and bottom. You see what I mean? So we both did the same workout, the same program, but very different effects of what we're trying to get. And then yesterday she did three sets of 10 each incline dumbbell press, turning the dumbbell as it comes towards you. So you get that full range of motion paired with a cable face pull, which you can make almost the exact opposite, almost direct antagonists of the incline dumbbell press. She did three sets. I did 10 sets of 10. I have nice soreness. I want to take my, my body composition to the next level. Like I want more muscle. I want to look like a Greek God because as you move up in fitness, I think you just have to kind of keep leveling up if you want to be considered an authority figure, you know? So I think I have to take my muscle mass to the next level, but I've never really had the right strategy because at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about muscle mass as long as I'm doing what's amazing for longevity. You see what I mean? So, you know, like my, my truest, my truest purpose is to help the fragile and the broken. So we finally now have a program that helps the fragile and the broken, but can also allow me to gain, you know, muscle mass, um, in a super athletic way. So, um, zero dense standards, man, we spent, you know, I've just done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sessions of those. And, you know, that's, those three are really just a culmination of everything I did over the last 10 years to bulletproof my, my knees and my body and my spine. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had like a non-contact injury in so many years now. It's ridiculous. That's almost like part of the part of like, Oh, you want to be like an ATG coach. All right you have to create a body that you like never get hurt from playing your sport, you know, non-contact, but so that's all there, but now it's like, it was, it, this is what I want to be doing. So that's, that's on, you know, that's online now and people are loving it. Um, it's very simple. It's very similar to a lot of the ideas you have on training as well. And, and then it just adds in, you, you have to do the sled every session. So that's like, that's my big mission. If I get, if I get more sleds into gyms around the world, then I know I'm, you know, improving things, getting them in and having people know how to correctly use them. Cause there are, there is sort of like measurable, you know, forms of pushing and pulling a sled, but so what, how's, how's your training? And, uh, I think we might yeah. get you one of those torque, one of those torque sleds that you can have, you know what I'm talking about where you don't have to have turf and everything. 
I wanted to talk to you about hills because I'm, I'm like we're we're staying on like basically a cliff edge. So there's two really steep hills like out the front of our place, and I've I've been using the hills so far. And I was going to ask you like what what you think about that? Maybe getting a vest as I get more comfortable on the hill, or just increasing the speed. Um, what do you think about that versus the, the the heavy sled? I would never want to tell someone like such and such replaces sled because even it's not the same. The, yeah, even the torque sled doesn't replace turf and a sled there's something a little bit different about it but i think you're on to one of the best ways to get a lot of those benefits if you do an equal volume if not a little bit more volume backwards than forwards up the hill and that's the big missing link and i remember when i was still coaching a high school football team here i would take those guys i remember taking them all to this hill and just like kicking their ass. Actually, the only guy out of the team who, who lasted with me on the hill wound up getting a full ride scholarship to Clemson as a wide receiver, which is like the number one that, that was literally like the number one wide receiver scholarship you could get in America. So he's like basically one of the best, one of the best high school players in America, one of the freakiest athletes he could dunk between his legs and stuff. And he was the only one who could last on the hill with me. But we were going backwards up the hill. So we weren't just doing forwards, we were also going backwards. And yep. we did even more, we did even more backwards. So I think for most people, you're going to want like a two to one ratio as brutal as that is, but a, about yeah. a two to one ratio of backwards to forwards. Um, were you going so fast? I, yeah, we were, you know, to get enough burn. If you, it doesn't mean it's going to look fast though. Like you're trying to move your body fast, but if you have a good steep hill, I mean, it's going to be like some guys, some guys could, you know, some guys could, you know, were barely able to keep their legs straight and get up. You know what I mean? But yeah. as, as they got stronger, more athletic, you know, it, it, it gets faster and faster. But I think, yeah. I think you're on to something with the sled and I think, or I mean with the hill. And I think um, there's a number of cases throughout history of really successful athletes who swear by the hill. And it's that same kind of thing of maybe they didn't have the world's fastest 40-yard dash or this or that, but they had incredible game ability because you're building really incredible conditioning and you're building a lot of factors and you're doing it in a lower you're doing it in a way that you're building more strength but with less wear and tear in the process you know what i mean you can no. put more you can you can exert more intent because there's less pain and trauma going in so from walter payton to jerry rice i remember similar stories where people these were two of the best football players ever and uh, people would go try to do their workout on the hill and they couldn't do it. You see what I mean? Like they couldn't, they would get left in the dust, even if they thought they had the same or better weight room numbers or this or that, and they would get killed on the hill. So I think, yeah, I think if you don't have a sled, if you can get one of those torque tank sleds, I think they're about $3,000. So it's an expense thing, but keep in mind, treadmills, new treadmills cost actually a little bit more than that. And, and they gained popularity and they're in every holiday in. So like, you know, it, of course, budget is going to be different. But if we're talking about just like gyms or teams, like a team could get a fleet of those teams, you know, have so much money spent on strength and conditioning these days. And yet yeah. players are more, yet players are more hurt than ever. So, for example, if I had like a rugby team, I'd get 10 of those torque tank sleds if I couldn't get, you know, if I didn't have a good surface conditioning to do to do actual sleds, say the field. I don't know how long the field is, but let's say 100 meters. And I'd, I'd see, you know, who can get that thing down forwards and then back, pulling it backwards 100 meters each way. And you could get 
so much results with teams. So the expense is, is relative to how much, you know, you're spending. But then as you pointed out, you know, at times where you have fair weather, the hill is free. And even in Florida, I know my various spots where there's a good hill. You know what I mean? So you can probably, even though Florida is flat, there's a few areas where there's sort of like man-made, there's like a city hall, there's a hill. And so um, you can, you know, you can probably find a hill. So that the hill alone, we know there's like some really special benefits, but then if you add in doing a little bit more backwards up the hill than forwards, that's where I think you could get some really, you know, freaky results. So you're doing the hill um, as like a warm up to sessions. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it going backwards before sessions, a little bit forwards. Um, I've been keeping the heels off the ground a lot of the time as well. Cause you know, I've had those Achilles challenges. So it's like a lot of, uh, even on the backwards, what do you think about backwards up the hill with the heels? Um, you're keeping the heels up versus let them come down. Any thoughts on that? I don't really know. I'd have to see it, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that I definitely think that for you having, when you do the forwards, having the foot kind of in a loaded position and, you know, um, almost thinking of them as like sort of controlled, smooth bounding up the hill forwards. You know what I mean? That, that would give like some load and stretch, but yeah, but there might be something there with like, um, you know, perhaps like maybe doing the ups with like a weight fest, maybe, um, maybe if there's something that rolled slightly, I don't know, you know, what that you could, that you could almost like, I don't know, there, there's going to be some potentials there, but I still think a sled is so significant that you'd, that you'd still want to be finding, you know, also a sled, you know what I mean? But, but I, it, takes, I could easily. it takes mastering both. We have to know. What, whatever you figure out on the hill is going to help everyone who doesn't have a sled. And, you know, I'm often doing that, but for the next year, I realize I just have to be shouting from the rooftops about the value of sled. You see what I mean? Yeah. I, I could, I could even get a simple sled up the hill pretty easy here as well. Like that, that actually could be my easiest run. Cause I don't really have like a long run at my place. Um, if I had the torque sled, like maybe I could, but then I'm on that super steep hill. So the torque sled wouldn't be as good, like out the front or something. Um, but I, I think I could take a sled up the hill. I just wouldn't be able to use as much weight on it. I don't know if that's like yeah. getting too weird or not, but, um, I don't know. yeah, right, something to play around with. Keep, I could tie something behind me. Keep exploring. Yeah. Keep yeah. exploring the hill. And I mean, because we do so many exercises for the foot, right. Yeah. Um, because of that, I do think you could probably just do, let's say, backwards up the hill, slow down, backwards up the hill, slow down, run forwards up the hill. You know, yeah. like I think you could almost do like it would be brutal, but I think you could do like a two to one ratio of yeah. backwards and forward. And just I think you could really keep it that simple because then other exercises, you know, for the calves could get into sort of the, the nooks yeah. and crannies yeah. of that big toe really stretching. That's where with the forwards, it's just so amazing to let that yeah. big toe stretch. So when I'm talking about forwards, I'm yeah. not talking about sprints with the sled. I'm talking about loading it to a point that actually slows you down and loads through your big toe and your foot and Achilles. And yeah. Um, yeah. I'll definitely miss that. I think I, there's nothing like that feeling on the, on the hill. The backwards I think is maybe more similar, like less, you may be missing less, but I think the forwards you're missing, you're missing that part of like the deep stretch pressure. Yeah, I agree. And then there's something special about like, so Derek's gym right now, here's the exact protocols we use. So Monday and Thursday is leg days. And for those days, we use the forward sled. That would be our heaviest one for the week. And really, you should be able to like just about do 100 yards without stopping. 
Uh, like if you, if you had to take breaks, you would know that you wouldn't need to increase the weight the next week. And, um, I mean, that's, that's a killer, but you're so mobilized for the session. So that's Monday, Thursday is hundred yards forward. Then Tuesday, Friday is upper body sessions. And for that one, but we're keeping the sled in every day. So for that one, we go forward, backward. So it kind of gets the upper body a little warm from, but you're not like tiring out the upper body from too much forward. So it's just an HASD. It's just, and then an ROKP back, but that one we're using a medium amount of weight. So we're not going as light as we would go for continuous backwards, but we're not going as heavy as we'd go for HASD. And so like, that's the one we did yesterday. And so yep. his gym is set up. You, you get a nice, it's maybe like 15 yards long, but your body really gets like a nice 10 yards each direction. Right. So it's like, okay, it's five, five round trips of that without stopping is the goal yesterday. And so like Derek and I, we actually did it before. And then we did it again after the workout. And so we were like, we were like keeping pace with each other round one, round two, round three, round four. And then like by round five, then we're just going like as hard as we can. And there's something really magical about that when you have so much blood flow already, and then you're exerting at a hundred percent effort in exact athletic motions forward and backward. And I definitely, you know, I beat him pretty good. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, that's athletic strength. But at the same time, you, you've seen him on the sled and he would beat 99.99999% of people 43 years old on that exact challenge. And he looks younger than 99 and would perform younger than 99.99999% of people. So it's like, it's pretty cool because we have that internal drive to challenge ourselves. You know what I mean? That's what drives us. Look, we've all been there going for max queens, max snatches, max squats, even though we're not Olympic weightlifters, even though we're not in a car, we, we get nothing for it. You know what I mean? And yet we're going for maximums and stuff, even though there's literally, we get, we're not professionals in those events. This allows you to exert at that level. But when you do it right, the harder you exert, the healthier you get, the younger you get, the more athletic you get. And it's very raw and, and drives up testosterone and growth hormone and stuff like that. So because so without that sled, I also feel like we're missing some of that testosterone effect. And then our training itself may become more injurious and less purposeful. You know what I mean? So this, yeah. this having that sled and then today, Wednesday and Saturday, those will be, those are just optional flexibility sessions. And those will start with 200 yards backwards. So that'll be our lightest one, but it's a similar thing. Like if, if someone's there with me, we'll probably go together for the first, you know, seven, eight trips. And then the last couple, you know, kind of see who can go the hardest and, you know, everything's, you know, screaming at you, but in such a good way, because there's, it's such a better feeling than the joint pain. So you remember that when we'd hit the slides, like yeah. we're not, we're not treating it like some, like some like instant thing. It's, it's almost like using a fair amount of volume, not too much volume, not too little, but it's in that medium amount. Um, and then, and then being able to push really hard and the burn is, it's you can't even compare it yeah and people might sometimes lose the, the couple of those things that that come with the sleds like we're looking at it you know you're, you're speaking about a lot for athleticism and a lot for knee pain and ankle foot but the other thing is like well there's a couple of th the mental toughness the hormone oh, release the fitness, you know, like the stamina, like people always ask, like, what should I do for conditioning? It's like, no, no, have, have you not seen the sleds that these guys are doing? Like that's conditioning. Exactly. It, and I think, I think the two to one ratio on the Hill, I think would get very similar mental toughness and conditioning effects. So I think really 
But again, I don't want to ever say something is equal to because no, it's the, different. What, I've, what I've lived is years and years of sled before every single session. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest missing link between ATG and people who think they're doing ATG. If you didn't use an actual sled on turf correctly before the session, then I can't say it was 100% ATG. But I think you could get close to most of those effects um, with the hill. And then you would just maybe need to have a seated calf machine for sure or the FHL calf raise. You would need to load, you know, into those. You would need to load into those ankles and big toes, which we already do in the system. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't think like I spent the last year, you know, even without the sled, but we added so much footwork to the system that year. You know what I mean? So in my yard, I spent the last year without the sled, but I'm able to go in barefoot shoes and I was able to go do dunk sessions, you know, in barefoot shoes. So it's not, it's not like my feet were lacking, but I just think there's a little bit more learning curve to that footwork. And even if you are going to do that footwork, it's like the sled has so many other benefits. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. So you never, you never really got into, you had one of those sleds, didn't you? That like, but you didn't, you didn't fall in love with it. Torque has two versions. Okay. Okay. For about $750, they have a smaller one and it doesn't really work for backwards. And so, okay. and it's not, it's not really heavy enough. So my parents like that one, but for me, it's not enough. They make a bigger yep. one. That's like $3,000. I think maybe, maybe it's less, but it's, you know, it's, it's, yep. you've seen what my gym at home evolved to. It evolved to something that literally anyone could afford, you know? So I wasn't yep. going to go in that direction that I just wasn't going to go in that direction. So I spent the last year and I'm, I'm glad, like, look at the, um, the slant board seated calf race. It's phenomenal. You know what I mean? That thing is absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And if I had a sled, I never would have, you know, I think you came up with that one, but I never would have tried it. You know what I mean? Like there's, so there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, really good benefits that came from doing like what you're doing now, like with the hill, you know what I mean? Like that's not, it's not popular to do backwards up the hill. You know what I mean? So it, it does take living things from all sides, but I'm going back into a zone now of like, I have to spend, I mean, just for the program I'm doing, I have to spend the next 36 weeks um, using slide before sessions. Um, I'm going to do the, the quote unquote beginner phase, 10 sets of 10 and week A and week B are completely different. So in 12 weeks, you only do each workout six times. You have eight different workouts, four sessions a week. Um, but then I'm going to do the thing all over again at 10 sets of six and really get strong. Someone's mowing their lawn here. And then I'm going to do it all over again, 10 sets of three. So I'll never make my mom do the 10 sets of six and the 10 sets of three with more weight. Um, we'll see what she'll do after the 12 weeks. Um, she loves zero, loves dense. Those are the programs she's done. Zero, dense. Like she was, she wanted to do dense forever, but I wanted her to get in the gym and use the sled, you know? So I don't think it's also like, I don't think you have to be thinking that this is the only program you'll ever do. You know what I mean? I think, who knows what I'll want to do after this, but if I'm doing it for my same purposes, it'll create something else really cool for people, you know? hundred percent. There's, um, there's one more thing around the sled. Maybe we can touch because I've been at these events where, you know, there's not enough space for everyone to do a sled. And, yeah. um, I don't remember who put me onto it, but at the, one of the, a couple of some of the events that we've, we've done a, a plate push on the sled track. So you'd like just lay a plate down flat on the track and, yep. uh, we've, we've had, you know, cause you can have like four guys going up and four guys going back 
and then three lanes. So you can have like a bunch of people on there and uh, we've done like 10 minutes and, and, you know, I go, you go and that kind of stuff. And it can be absolutely brutal uh, for those who are listening in who have like group training settings and they're thinking like, yeah, I'd love to do more sleds, but I'm not really sure. Like those sled, the plate pushes are actually, um, yeah, an effective tool. That means you don't have to have a million sleds as far as uh, like the, the forward exercise. I'm not really sure about a backwards uh, version that would be as, as scalable, but um, that one but that, is. That would still, yeah, that would still be huge because remember that even an ATG split squat is a backwards exercise. You don't go straight up and down. You know what I mean? You push back yeah. a reverse yep. step up. So you could combine something like that. 100%. Step ups, ATG split squats, and then you could still get the benefits. But I think you should still always have an underlying plan of getting, you know, of getting, you know, correct sled. And 100%. Someone may even come out with a really durable, like outdoor turf roll. So you, you, it rolls up, you know what I mean? You put it down, spread it out. I, I don't know. Like there's, it's just something to keep the attention on. There's some of these ones that are like, that stay in one place. Um, but it doesn't, seem to quite get into the feet the same they seem they work pretty damn well for backwards stuff um but they're very expensive they're even more expensive than the torque sled so i i would rank them in order of sled torque sled and then probably hill honestly yep yep all right anything else for the update this week i'm sure we'll already have a bunch more to go over next week yeah, I think we I think we covered it pretty well. I was excited to hear a few words from you about the Sacramento because I know that that was just such a big occasion, and the guys are so excited for next one in Florida uh, in April oh, yeah. for the ATG coaches and and uh, other people who are going to be along there. That's yeah. uh, that's massive. So well done making that happen. I think it's just so huge to get good people together. That energy that you can get in a room like there's no no replacement awesome. for that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah well done with that. Biggest- the biggest payments in life will still be friends and experiences. And when you go have something like that, it's like so clear, you know, it's just really life changing for so many of us. And yeah, we, I know I can book some places here and Thursday, I'm going to go check the space at a place that, um, that I found I can book and, you know, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make an even more, this will be, this will really be the first in April, will be the first like official ATG event, you know, the Mark Bell one was like the knees over toes seminar. And I never would have done it if Mark hadn't like reached out and just pushed it forward. You know what I mean? So it's, it's Mark is amazing for that, but then boom, ATG coaches just like assembled, you know, I thought maybe like five people might show up or something. We ended up having, having 30, you know, 30 coaches. So I don't think I've seen a seminar like that where hundreds of people showed up and everyone got like one-to-one coaching through stuff. So if any ATG coaches are listening this far, like there, there's, there's something special where we're a lot of like-minded people. I don't know if any of us are perfect, but I've never met a perfect person. And it's pretty cool to find a group where you find that there's other like-minded people like yourself. And so that's, I keep reminding myself, that's why I use social media. I use social media to gain and spread knowledge faster and to connect with more like-minded people. So it's pretty, I mean, look at that. All that came from, this crazy, wacky social media world is that we're talking together right now. So like you said, I think at the very beginning is that, you know, there's still so much, um, so, so much good going on as even as crazy as the world is right now. hundred percent. Great place to finish it. I appreciate it. It's great to chat again. Yeah, that's what we'll do. 
every week. Let's just flip on record and, and see what happens. And if people have ideas, they can, you know, send them to us. But at the very least, let's flip that record button on once a week.